Hi, friends, and welcome to another episode of Lionsgate Podcast with Saudi and Omni. I'm Omni. And I'm Saudi. And today we're going to talk all about the elements, earth, fire, water, air, and the fifth element. First, if you guys have any stories that you want to share with us, or if you have any questions for us, you can email us at Saudi and Omni at gmail.com. That's S-A-H-D-I-A-N-D-O-M-N-I at gmail.com. We also have a TikTok under Saudi and Omni and hit up our Facebook and give it a like. It's Lionsgate Podcast with Saudi and Omni. All right. So we're going to get started with the fifth element. Saudi. People call it different things. Some people call it the fifth element. Mm -hmm. I just think of the space element as where all of the other elements came from. I always think of the movie, the fifth element. (laughs) She was hot. I was going to say because she's hot. Right. (laughs) But ether is the main element that all the others were birthed from. Mm-hmm. So the oneness of everything and the universe is held together from it. I actually looked up the definition through different cultures and different beliefs. And according to ancient and medieval science, ether, also known as the fifth element or quintessence, is the material that fills the region of the universe beyond the terrestrial sphere. But it was thought to be perfect and unchanging and divine. And that made up the celestial bodies and the heavens. I mean, that kind of is the same thing, but but an example is the ether realm, which was believed to be a non-physical world, a dwelling place of higher beings, angels, or deities, which could tie into our dimensions episode, Mm -hmm. a realm of pure energy and consciousness. But in Hinduism, Akasha was the source of all creation and the cosmic memory that holds the history of the universe, considered to be an etheric substance that permeates all things and is the medium through which consciousness interacts with the material world. Maybe like a messenger. It would make more sense that is the fuel that ignites the other elements. Mm -hmm. In Chinese philosophy, the fifth element is also known as Wu Ying, which translates to five movements, which are wood, fire, earth, metal, and water, and believed to be the basic building blocks of the universe. In alchemy, quintessence equals pure. They believe that the purifying base metals, that they could transmute them into gold, which was seen as a symbol of divine and ultimate expression of quintessence. So like gold was considered divine. And it still is. And gold itself has so much value. It doesn't lose its value. Exactly. So even if we were in an apocalypse, you could Mm -hmm. still trade gold. Mm -hmm. Exactly. Mm -hmm. And that's a really powerful element as well. Yeah. The last one I have is hermetic philosophy. They believe it's spirit, but it's the bridge between the spirit world and the divine, the animated force that gives life to all things and key to unlocking the mysteries of the universe, Mm -hmm. which kind of ties into what you were saying. Right. That it is the ball and it branches out into the other elements. Mm -hmm. And it created the other elements. It's where they came from. To create the circle Mm -hmm. of life. Oh, and also I found out that ether is anagram for earth. Oh, yeah, that's awesome. And I thought that was interesting. I'm like, that's what earth is made of. Earth is a combination of all the elements and earth is a living organism. Yeah, that's beautiful. So makes sense to me. I'm dyslexic as fuck. I would (laughs) never see that. (laughs) I hated that in school. Yeah, but dyslexia, you know, yeah. you twist things around. You might have seen it. Yeah, but then I, I think it says something else. Oh. <laughs> All right. We're going to start off with Earth. And as I was doing research, I was like, I think it's important that we, we start with Earth because I think of, think if you're like a ball in a field 
and a strong wind comes over, you're going to blow over. If a flood comes, you're going to flood away. Mm -hmm. If fire comes, you're going to burn up. But if you start with earth and you're rooted and you have roots in the earth, the wind comes, you're not blowing over. Mm -hmm. You're grounded. Yeah. If the water comes, you're not getting washed away. And if you Mm -hmm. burn up, you still have those roots there. Mm -hmm. You're still present. And that's, that's, I love that. Yeah. It's a bit, it's what came to me when I was doing this research. So, and I thought that, but then you had a, you were talking about why it would be important to start with earth. Um, for the grounding effect as mm-hmm. well. Um, but I think we should do um, air next because yeah. air is what you should, with my rituals in the mm-hmm. way that I believe is that you should all always start with the air element. Mm-hmm. The or air element should be the first one that you bring in mm-hmm. and the last one that you ask to leave. Right. When you're working with the elements. Right. So I think that's perfect. We're going to do two parts. Yeah. And you're going to do earth first. Earth for the first. Grounding. And then I'll do air. And then we'll do part two with the other two elements. Yeah. With uh, fire and water. Mm-hmm. Okay. The zodiacs that are earth signs are Taurus, Virgo, and Capricorn. There's a book called Earth Power by Scott Cunningham. And everything I've ever read from that man is great. He just breaks stuff down into practical pieces, I feel. So um, I really recommend that book. I got quite a bit of the information from that book. Earth is a source of energy and tapping into it is transformative power. In that book, they talk about stone meditation. And I can admit I've never really done a stone meditation. If you hold a stone in your hand, you observe its weight, its color, its texture. And in doing so, you envision the energy of that stone into your body, like flowing into your body and you're imbuing those qualities. So you're picturing yourself becoming that stone Mm -hmm. and it's a really grounding meditation. So I'm kind of eager to try it. There's also stone charging. There's full moon charging. There's sun and stars and also having specific energies. You place the stone in a spot where it can be bathed in the light of the celestial body And the stone will imbue those qualities. So I think a lot of people have really heard about like charging your crystals under the full moon or the water in the full moon. I never thought about doing stones, but I think this also relates to crystals. And I always think to do it under a full moon. I don't think about the other cycles of the moon and doing in other cycles of the moon, but Mm -hmm. there are different intentions to that. So with moon energy quality. So for the full moon, you could do it for creativity and inspiration for the new moon. It's for intuition and new beginnings, developing your psychic awareness. And I put third eye for the waxing moon, healing and regeneration, emotional and psychic regeneration. And for the waning protection, releasing and letting go, banishing and releasing negative energy, which I've read through that with the phases of the moon. I just didn't think about charging stones Mm -hmm. to do it for grounding work. Right. And there's people that are like, I can't remember the difference between a waxing moon and a waning moon. And for Karate Kid reference, I always think wax on, wane off. <laughs> okay. <laughs> so That's you, a good way to remember. Yeah, so wax But yeah, on. I never thought about using stones Stone. really either. I mean, I do, I guess I, I do a little bit, but I've never meditated with a stone yeah. before. I have with my crystals. Yes. And they're definitely messages that you can mm-hmm. receive through different types of crystals and stuff like that because they hold memory. Yeah. Crystals and stones are in the same category. Yeah. I think I feel like crystals are more like a, I don't want to say maybe conduit. They they're stronger. They hold memory. Like you said, Mm -hmm. we've talked before where you said you speak to the crystals, you speak your intention into them and what they're Mm -hmm. supposed to do because you can have 10 different amethyst stones. Yeah. They have qualities. Program each one to do a certain specific thing for you. Exactly. And that's, well, I'm excited about that. I did not know about that. We do. (laughs) And I'm going to try it. 
This is why we do this. Mm-hmm. But you know, like little kids nowadays, they like take stones, write little messages on yes. them and leave them in places. And- yeah. Draw little pictures. Mm-hmm. There was one, um, there was a bunch of little stones in the park by my house and it was for a little kid that died. But it was beautiful that that person passing away was inspiring little kids to write happy messages and spread happiness to other people. So like kind of turn. Yeah. Um, Okay. So for the sun, sun is associated with vitality, energy, strength, power, success, and confidence. I always charge all my crystals under the full moon. I know you can charge some crystals in the sun. But I didn't think about some of the crystals already being associated with the sun. So Mm -hmm. like tiger's eye, citrine, carnelian and sunstone, I guess seems obvious, but those already associated with the sun. So they're already going to soak up that energy much easier. I am always like charging them under the moon. They're probably like, would you cut it out? (laughs) Our home is the sun. Mm -hmm. All right. Thought this was interesting. You can do certain stars. If you're needing guidance, you can use the North Star Polaris. It gives guidance and direction for important decisions for protection. Orion. Protection and strength, inspiration, shooting stars. Okay, so I talked about bringing my family camping and then we ended up seeing shooting stars and we all made a wish and it was really special. I feel like whenever anybody sees a shooting star, there's already that tradition to make a wish. Mm -hmm. It's like very instilled in culture Mm -hmm. today. For shooting stars and a meteor showers even, they're great for inspiration, but they're really good to manifest your dreams. So it's not Mm -hmm. just make a wish, it's manifest. Right. And I thought that was cool because in the same day, we were burning our wishes in the fire. We were doing a manifestation ritual as a family. And we each got our own little wish and we threw it in the fire. And so that was really cool. I didn't even know that. And I was led to do it. Mm -hmm. In mysticism, certain constellations or Palladians are associated with mysticism and spiritual exploration. They connect to spiritual path or higher self. And explore mysteries of the universe, possibly other realms, question mark. Yeah, me and Chris are both really connected to Yeah, when to I, that. I think that's why I wrote He's that. even got a, a, the solar system or the star system on his arm. Yeah. yeah, that's why, I think that's why I wrote that down is because I remember you said that you're really connected to them. Mm-hmm. And they're a race of aliens. Yes. Yes. Just in case our listeners are like, what are you talking about? So in grounding, you can work with, I've talked about this in some of our TikToks where you don't want to take that walk outside that you can like have house plants to help get you through the winter. You could talk to them or repot them, just have your hands in that soil and that helps. You can make a charm bag. We use a small fabric pouch and some people like to use a color, it's like the pouch color associates with whatever you're doing the charm bag for. So like green is for money, red is for love. And then you add the herbs in. And for example, love herbs are like roses, yarrow, and objects like rose quartz. So you can add crystals. You can do paper with a, like a love spell written on it. You do that and you charge the herbs you and the objects before placing them in the bag. And you then you meditate with intention. So charging with the sun or the stars or the moon. So charge those herbs, charge that crystal, or you can use a stone. And then seal the bag by tying it. Or some people like to use wax. And if you're going to use wax, same thing, like love spell, use red. And you can put it in a jar, too. A lot of people like to put their spells in a jar and then sealing it with wax. So you can activate it by meditating it and hold it in a hand and visualize your intention, filling the bag, and then carry the bag to a place or put it somewhere. I like to put stuff that I want to be more permanent or to grow slowly. I like to bury that in the ground. Mm -hmm. And when you do that, I mean, make sure the satchel is biodegradable. Don't use a plastic bag or something (laughs) like 
don't piss the earth off because the earth will come for you. We talk about grounding and I feel like the most common grounding technique, at least for me personally, well, I mean, go for a walk with your bare feet. Mm-hmm. But if you're sitting down to do a grounding meditation, you sit down with your feet on the ground, reconnect with the outside and envision roots growing out of your feet. Mm-hmm. And a lot of the guided meditations I do, they always talk about roots growing outside of your feet and down into the earth. And this really centers you. It's been proven that there is that earth has a heartbeat, this Arcadian heartbeat. I feel like maybe I've talked about this before where newborn babies are put on their mom's chest and it's been proven that skin to skin contact that baby hearing mom's heartbeat literally helps newborn babies live. And I really feel that way with grounding is that we're just connecting to mother's heartbeat. And so I like to think of it that way. You can use this technique when planting, but think of your fingers as roots. So like I said, if you're stuck inside and you have to like repot a plant or something, or you're just trying to get your hands in into some kind of nature to, to do a grounding technique quickly, I always think of that. You could be in nature as you walk and vision negative energy leaving your body. Think of the negative energy leaving your body when you breathe out and then think about it going into the earth and the earth transforming it into positive energy. And then when you breathe the oxygen in. That is the positive energy that earth is giving back. You can also eat grounding foods, root veggies or grains. Any of those will help you be centered and grounding. I didn't really even think about different foods associated with different elements. Like the roots. Yeah. Like I beets and potatoes. Girl, and... I hate beets, though. I really try. I, I try. Love them. They're so They're good. so high vibrational, too. Mm-hmm. I, was at I the... can just open. Well, I don't really eat anything out of a can anymore. Yeah. But I used to open just like a can of beets and drink the juice. Oh, my like God. eat the beets out of them. They're so, so weird. They're so gross. I wish they're I loved so them. They're so good. I tried, but they're very good for you. Like not mm-hmm. only like nutritionally, but like they're the highest vibration food, right? I don't know. Yeah, I exactly believe what their vibration is. Yeah, like super. I mean, pretty high. Yeah, because because I literally got them because they're super high, and then I was like, <laughs> <laughs> I'm not yucking your yum. I'm mm-hmm. jealous of your yum because mm-hmm. I wish I really liked it. As there is high vibrational foods, there's grounding food, so that's awesome. If you're feeling a little off or whatnot, just get some root veggies. Physical activity, yoga, hiking, or gardening. And then crystals or stones can be grounding. You can carry a grounding stone, one that's charged, or black tourmaline or hematite that helps absorb or release negative energy. And I wanted to say the tea that we're drinking for this episode is a grounding tea because you can also use herbs and a tea for grounding. So ginger root, licorice root, ashwagandha, holy basil, chamomile, and valerian root. So I had. All of that on hand, we're, except for the ashwagandha, I'm out. <laughs> but everything else we had in there, and it's yummy and grounding. Yeah, it's really good. <laughs> but that's all I have on Earth. I hope some of that resonates. I hope some of it helps. I know I'm going to be using some of these tips and tricks, mm-hmm. I guess you could call them. So I, I wrote a book on the air. I'm excited. I'm a Libra. So like Libra, Aquarius, and Gemini are air. Mm-hmm. And I was like, okay, I want to do water because water's... I resonate with it. I want to research all about it Mm -hmm. because I feel drawn to it. And then you were saying, okay, well, I just want to make sure I have fire. Mm -hmm. I'm a Sagittarius and I'm already connected to the fire energy. Yeah, exactly. And then I was going to do air, but then Saudi said something. Oh, you said you're really connected to herbs and gardening. And so I'm surprised you don't want to do earth. And I was like, yeah, you know what? Actually, I do want to do Mm -hmm. earth because I want to know more about it because I feel like I'm an as an air sign, I kind of always gravitate towards air. And then Saudi, when she was researching, she's like, I and fire is her sign. She's like, I couldn't stop researching air. And I'm like, this is amazing because Mm -hmm. I'm an air sign. 
So I'm like, I want right, to hear I've all I've been doing it. shrines and, mm-hmm. you know, spell casting and things like that for a lot of years. So yeah. I always use the elements. But it was pretty cool to, like, get more in depth yeah. with with it. And then it was bringing up things. I was like, oh, I already knew that. Yeah. But I haven't put that into place within my practice for a while. Yeah. You know, because sometimes you'll learn things, then you forget. You know, they're... I do that all the time. I'll have to re-listen to some of our episodes. And I'll be like, oh, yeah, dude. I forgot that, and I'm the one that did the research on that. (laughs) I'm the one that made that up. Yeah, yeah, I'm the one that connected those dots, and Mm -hmm. I forgot. Right. So air, the air element, and I think it's really cool, too, because we're coming into the age of Aquarius, Mm -hmm. right? And so it's the age of hope and technology and the internet and the cloud, Mm -hmm. like if you think about it. And it's a time when humanity is supposed to be taking back control of the earth and its destiny, and of its rightful heritage of this planet. So it's also, air is also connected to your throat chakra and your chi energy. Oh, I yeah. didn't know. Was, that's what you said I needed to work on in on our your last chi? reading. No, my throat chakra. Mm-hmm. And our- I mean, because if you think about it, when you're using air energy, of course, it's like the wind and, the, you know, the air element. But it's also your voice and your mm-hmm. words. It's also connected to your mind. Yeah. You know, you have to think something and you speak it into existence. It also has to do with like telepathy and just control of your mind mm-hmm. in general. Oh, I never thought of it like that. That's crazy. Because mm-hmm. I talk about my ADHD all the time and like techniques and stuff I've been working on. Mm-hmm. So using your divine words. Mm-hmm. So we're talking about like writing poetry, mm-hmm. mantras, the words that you speak. and I know people hear this all the time, but it's really true. If you knew how powerful your words were, you would never speak another negative Mm -hmm. word again in your life. Oh, especially about yourself. Mm -hmm. When you're like, oh, I didn't do a good job or Mm -hmm. God, I'm stupid. And I'll say that sometimes. And I'm like, where did that come from? Exactly. Yeah. And so your words are casting spells. Mm -hmm. And so what I've learned recently is when I'm doing my spells and mantras, sometimes I like to do them in a different language. I feel like it holds more power if you do it in a different language. There's like this thing where witches in fairy tales or in movies or in folklore are always thought to do spells in rhyming, right? Mm-hmm. Where they're, they have to like watch the cauldron bubble and it's really mm-hmm. corny the way they're portrayed. But I really feel like for me, when mm-hmm. I'm doing a petition or a spell, I do rhyme it because I feel like that poetry and that creativity you're putting into it right. makes it more powerful and it resonates more with you. And, and it doesn't necessarily have to, but sometimes yeah. it is. Exactly. <clears throat> Sorry. No, Sorry, it's perfectly yeah, yeah, yeah. But I was like, yes, I, mm-hmm. I agree with this so much. So yeah, like tapping into that air energy is tapping into that divine source mm-hmm. and then using those words. So if you can learn how to speak in Hebrew, or Latin, and then you develop a mantra. Mm-hmm. You say it over and over and over again and say it in a different language. It holds a different energy. I mean, not to really talk shit about the English language, oh, but it's it not as powerful. Girl, I will talk shit as, about it all day. Well, you know, like as some of the other older mm-hmm. languages, English just doesn't have a lot of power. So if you could learn a little bit of Hindi or African languages or Swahili, Light language, even. Do you know about light language? No. Okay. I was like, I will talk crap about the English language every day. Trying mm-hmm. to teach my my little girl I before E except after C 
except for these hundred words and you're just gonna have to memorize them like it mm-hmm. is the dumbest language ever yeah it's hard i mean my daughter took mandarin oh for yeah a year, I you said that and she made an a in mandarin and a c in english and i was <laughs> making fun of her you know she was sixth grade and i was like english is your first language and she was like well how did you do in english mom and i'm like yeah you're right oh <laughs> You're she right. I wasn't even taking two languages. I was taking right. one English. And yeah, it, I struggled. So I'm not saying learn the entire language, but if you can learn certain, oh, yeah. just certain key words, like yeah. write a mantra, and then look it up in a different language and learn how to pronunciate it, mm-hmm. learn how to speak it the way it's supposed to be spoken. Mm-hmm. I have some of mine that are in uh, Sumerian, and that's the oldest language there is. And I feel like whenever I use that, even though it's a few words, it's super powerful. Yeah, for me. So that's tapped into their energy. I have a few. So so hum as I am. Sata nama is birth, life, death, rebirth. It helps to like balance the brain to move through change and cycles. With ease. That's beautiful. Mm-hmm. And so um, the sound of creation. Yeah. You know, so you um, can, you know, do your own research and figure that out. Is there different languages that associate with different elements specifically? I don't or, know. I think language is language. I think it's yeah. all air, you yeah, know, because you're sense. you're thinking these thoughts because it's connected to your mind yeah. and your intellect. Yeah. And then you're speaking it into existence. Yeah. Another form of air energy is writing as well. Really? Because mm-hmm. it's communication. Right. Yeah, communication. Air signs are really big communicators. Oh, and I was going to talk about light language. Oh, yeah. So, light language. Sorry, go ahead. Light language is, well, it depends on who you ask, really, because mm-hmm. people have different ideas of what light language is. But it's called light language because it's how it appears in the inner eye when a person is speaking it. So the words light on fire mm-hmm. or they're like lit up when they're seeing it through their mind's eye. Okay. Have you ever heard of people speaking in tongues? Oh, yeah. When I. The Holy my, Spirit is yeah. working through them and they're speaking in tongues. And, and being filled with laughter from spirit. That's the church my dad took me to as a Pentecostal church. So mm-hmm. my first experience in a church was like they were rolling around the ground and talking in tongues, which it, I'm not making fun of. I'm not poking at. It's actually was pretty powerful and beautiful to see. But it was very shocking for me <laughs> to just walk in for the first time to a church and that's what I came into. I was like, oh, mm-hmm. wow, what's going on? But yeah, we yeah have- to see somebody do it. Yeah. It can be a little scary if you're not used to something like right. that. Or just com- like shocking. Some say it's a channel from other realms or beings, star systems. And some t- people say that it's from their higher self or alien, oh. like fractals of their own self. And each person has their own style of expressing it or ways of transmitting that energy through them and then releasing it out of them through their voice so some people sing some people chant, and it's just like this it sounds like this other language i have a song that i used to play and i couldn't figure out i'm like what language is this it it sounded familiar but i couldn't really figure out what it was right and then i found out it was light language and i'm like oh so that is beautiful so you could google it go on youtube or look it up light language also like projection too like there's some people that project with their mind or there's some others that project their voice jennifer hudson mm-hmm. when she sings she don't need a mic and she projects <laughs> and it's not even just that she sings loudly it's that she is so powerful with her intention in her words that she cuts through and it's almost unexplainable Mm -hmm. well she's definitely tapped into the air energy for sure yeah because air energy is 
communication, sound, language, freedom, nourishment, oxygen. Mm -hmm. It's funny because when I'm guiding certain people and I'm like, you have to learn how to breathe. And I always get the same thing, the resistance. It's like, I breathe naturally all the time. Like I am breathing. Mm -hmm. But there are certain ways that you can breathe that can completely change your vibration within your body. Mm -hmm. It can help calm you down or it can help energize you depending on how you're breathing. Yeah. Like when my kids were this morning, actually, my daughter was really upset about something and she was like tearing up and I was like, it's okay. Take a deep breath. And then when they were younger and they would get hurt, I would have them take three deep breaths because I would tell them oxygen is healing. And so now when they get hurt or anything, their first reaction is to take three deep, long breaths Mm -hmm. and they visualize the oxygen healing them. Mm-hmm. Because it is it's giving yeah. you added oxygen to your brain, mm-hmm. to your cardiovascular system, mm-hmm. your nervous system, your blood, everything. Like Lamaze. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Exactly. So your breath. And it's the most potent air energy, I believe, because it contains a little bit of yourself in each breath. Mm-hmm. So I just want to talk a little bit about that. You know, there's poetry, journaling, writing mantras, writing affirmations, talking about doing that in different languages. And then singing and using your voice, speaking things into existence with your voice. The second thing I wanted to talk about with that, different things that you can use as air element. That it, it, It's fun, like things that you can use like on your altar or use within your craft to tap into the air element. One of them that everybody knows feathers. I was, that's the right? first thing so that's I the of. first thing that everybody usually thinks of. And any kind of person that's doing like magic or rituals or altars, they usually have a feather of some kind on to represent the air element. What I recommend if you're going to use a feather is to go a little bit farther than just picking a feather and putting it on your altar mm-hmm. because different birds hold different energy. Mm-hmm. So say you want to use an eagle feather. I would recommend like tapping in to an eagle. Go to a place where you can see eagles and be around them. Mm-hmm. Read about them. Really learn about their energy. It reminds me of like learning about bone, bone using bones in your craft. Really talks about making a connection with the spirit to the animal. Mm-hmm. So do you mean like that? That's exactly what I mean. Like okay. really tap in. So and then there's some spells that you do in the daytime. So you want to find, you want to use a feather from a bird that's more active during the daytime. Oh, okay. Right? Or so if you're connected to a certain kind of bird, you might be able to go to a zoo or go bird watching and really tap into the energy of that bird mm-hmm. that you're using the feather for. Or like if you're going to do a spell at night, use an owl feather. Yeah, that's maybe always or like something owls? like that. Is that the only one that, I'm trying to think of other birds that I mean, are nighttime. that might be. I mean, I would think of yeah. an owl. Well, yeah, and owls are really... Or you could use something from a bat. But you can use anything that has wings, like a feather. You can use that, of course. You know, but say you have a really strong connection to, say, an eagle or a crow or raven Mm. or something like that. And you have a strong connection with that animal. Every Mm. time you pick up that feather, you're really going to be bringing in that air energy with them because you have a connection to that animal. Yeah. I was thinking about how I was like, I want a pet crow. You know, like you watch all those videos of people befriending crows. Mm -hmm. I want that. (laughs) I had one one time. It was a baby. Oh, you God, you have all the cool little pets. I'm jealous. (laughs) It was funny. He ate dog food. What? Yeah, like wet dog food. I was feeding him like this special mix. (laughs) (laughs) When I first got him from the vet and then they said I could start feeding him dog food. Wait, so you... Where did you get him from? And like worms outside. And he was a baby. Mm-hmm. And you rescued him. Yeah. What happened to him? I'm not sure. After I let him go, 
Oh, I thought you were going to tell me he died, and I was like, no. I don't. No, I released him. Okay. Yeah, oh. After like a month or two. That's amazing. Yeah. Yeah. If you have this connection to the animal, and you don't even have to use a bird specifically. Like I said, you could use a bat. You could use butterfly wings. Oh, yeah. I've heard um, And then I've got some like cool little things that you can use that a lot of people don't think of. Because, okay, of course, the feather is the very first thing most people think of. Yeah. You can use things like bubbles. Oh. So you can... Think something and then use your bubbles to send them out into the universe. It reminds you of the lanterns. Mm-hmm. Like the people... Chinese lanterns. Yeah. Yep, exactly. You can also use wind chimes. So if you have wind chimes outside. I do. You could get creative with it. If you're not creative, you can use a Sharpie. And you can write messages like of protection oh. or messages of love or messages of different things on your wind chime. Bitch be Or gone. you could get really... <clears throat> <laughs> Or you could get like really creative with it and use like different kind of paints and things like that and make it a permanent part of your wind chime. So every time the air energy wind blows through the wind chimes, they're sending that message. I love that. I don't have wind chimes. My neighbor does, but we're connected. So they're mine because I hear them. (laughs) And then dandelions too. Things like dandelions, there's blow and make a wish. Yeah. There's energy within dandelions as well it's funny how there's spiritual stuff tied into all of this that's very incorporated into today's society and we don't even think about it mm-hmm. like blowing out candles yeah, exactly. like birthday candles mm-hmm. and stuff Make and wish. you can do that any day you know yeah. what i mean you want to on a tuesday get a cupcake <laughs> put a birthday candle in and make a wish yeah because it's just a wish candle yeah and then give the cupcake to a deity or oh, a my... goddess or something like that and then that's such a good idea yeah, give it offering. Ganesh, doesn't he like cupcakes? He loves cupcakes. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yes. And then there's incense and herbs, okay. of course. So you can use different kinds. The smoke from them can be used to infuse your magical spells and things oh. like that, clear the air and all those other things. So mm-hmm. that's connected to air energy. They also carry messages into the universe or to deities. They're used to summon spirits, cleanse spaces for divination, or to reach altered states of consciousness. So you can use different kinds of herbs. Mm. to help and breathe in that smoke you know there's sage and holy basil it's the sacred plant of vishnu and many believe that the goddess lives within it it's kept near temples and used to purify and sanctify them and even churches and things like that they have they're burning yeah sacred even um, herbs for smoke even catholics mm -hmm. they have the little thing that they they throw around (laughs) you know Mm mm-hmm Somebody knows what I'm talking about. (laughs) (laughs) So, yeah, you find them in the homes and temples of people that practice those traditions because there is something to it. And that's a part of their energy as well. And then there's like mugwort to help with dreaming and astral travel, blue lotus flower for ascension. Mm -hmm. Uh, And I heard that um, wild asparagus root is used by the yogis and it helps with astral projection and moving into alignment with your life. Dude, there's wild asparagus root all over the highways. You better go get some for us. Yeah, but I'm always worried that there's like something wrong with it. Um, I want to grow it myself. Pesticides or something. I don't want it to be wild. (laughs) Can I tame some? Maybe I'll grow some in my garden this year. So then there's blue lotus and it induces the theta brain waves. So when you're inhaling the smoke from the blue lotus, say affirmations to yourself because it's helping to program those thoughts and those words into your your brain. To help you manifest. Wait, so you burn it and breathe it in. I burn drink- it like you burn sage or anything like that. 
And as you're saying your affirmations, you're burning. That's crazy. The blue I always lotus. drink it. We drink it. Mm-hmm. I put it. I put it in our teas before. Burn I've it when you're never... doing your affirmations, Hell because it yeah. puts your mind into theta, and that's when your brain is most open to programming. So program it with what yeah. you want to program it with. So you should burn that and breathe it in when you're learning your mantra in a different mm-hmm. language. Exactly. So remember how to mm-hmm. say stuff. Yeah, for sure. Ooh, ideas. And then there's <laughs> perfume as well. Ooh. That's air energy. Yeah. Right. And you can use it to attract or protect or repel. Vanilla stripper body spray that I wear. <laughs> that smells so good. Yeah. I love vanilla stripper. And then fart when you want people to go away. <laughs> oh, my God. All right. So, but yeah, perfume. That's one thing that a lot of people don't think of yeah. when they're thinking of air energy, things to put on their altar. Yeah. Yeah. You can use it for everything to attract protect repel you can use it to attract good energy lift the energy of the room mm-hmm. or invoke energy what do so you mean perfumes invoke, like invoke energy it's kind of like how you would use it f- with the smoke okay with the incense and herbs oh, okay. and different things like that so you can use different types of perfumes like i used to like to use amber uh-huh. and different things like that i burn amber but i also used to like i like to use it as a perfume as well yeah kind of like invoke the spirit that i'm trying to manifest brought to okay. me or the energy that I'm trying to draw towards me with that amber. Because a lot of smells will invoke memory too. Mm-hmm. So that. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Clear quartz crystals too mm-hmm. are also associated with air energy. Moldavite. Singing bowls, bells, drums, or other musical instruments are deeply connected really? to the air energy. How have I not always said that? I've said mm-hmm. that probably a hundred times on this podcast alone, how I resonate with singing bowls all the time. Mm-hmm. When you're dealing with air energy, it's all about communication too. So mm-hmm. how can you communicate? You can communicate through music, mm-hmm. right? Even if it doesn't have any words. So I, for my air element, I always like to have like a piece of paper and or like a little notebook and a pen to write with. Because when I'm channeling at my air altar, I'm getting messages from just pulling them out of the air. Uh, now they say, oh, that came out of thin air. Yeah. I don't even know where that came from. They're connecting to the air element and the air energy. I know. That's Isn't that it's a weird from. saying? It's like through the air. Like we talk about internet and the cloud. Yeah. The radio frequencies going through the air and other people's thought processes are flowing through the air. And sometimes you can catch them. Yeah. If you're in the right state of mind. So you can use like elements like at your altar and just have like something of air. Or you can create like a whole air altar if you want to and that's where you keep all of your air things so on mine i like to keep like perfumes oils like i said crystals and singing bowls yeah and and i usually put them by a window i've heard of witches bells that you put at the front door and Mm -hmm. it wards off that negative energy yeah so you can take that and get really creative with it too oh i plan to Mm -hmm. and when you ring a bell it like clears the energy in the room it also gets the attention Mm -hmm. a spirit or deity that you're trying to work with it's a little rude though <laughs> if you're trying to get a deity i mean not attention. really it's all your intention yeah that's your it, like you know kind of like clearing the energy and ringing the yeah. bells and bringing in like some people beat drums yeah you know some people chant you can do all of the above singing bowls and things like that so those are some things that you can use mm-hmm. and then there's also you know just connecting to your breath and i think i briefly talked about that mm-hmm. um a little while ago going outside and just feeling the wind on your mm-hmm. face feel how it goes through your hair really connect with the air energy just by going outside like closing no. your eyes and feeling the energy of what the wind feels like on your face how it feels on your body how it goes through your hair breathing it in 
you know, taking a big deep breath and holding it in and connecting to that breath mm-hmm. and then releasing it. So meditating in the elements is really helpful to have you build a connection with the air energy. So, and I mean, oxygen alone, Yeah, you yeah. know, it all starts with a breath from the mm-hmm. instant that we're born. Mm-hmm. It's the most highly addictive drug mm-hmm. known to mankind. Really? Like period. Yeah. Like it's a controlled substance. When they do oxygen, if you think about that, you know, and you're addicted from the second you're born, you take that first hit of oxygen Mm -hmm. and you have to continue to keep breathing. Yeah. Try to go three minutes without air. If you think it's not an addictive drug. Exactly. (laughs) You can't. We had talked about how beaches are really high vibrational, one of the highest vibrational places you could be. Mm -hmm. In our episode about vibrations and frequencies, well, Mm -hmm. in my research with water, and I won't skip ahead Mm -hmm. because I want to finish with air, but. Mm -hmm. One of the reasons why I feel in this research that that place is so high vibrational because it's where elements really connect because the waves are coming in, you're walking on the earth and it creates this air Mm -hmm. and there's always ocean breeze and the sound of the ocean. Talking about the beach Mm -hmm. and the air there. So there's some power locations that you can go that really help you tap into the air energy as well. Mm-hmm. Mountains and hills yeah. are highly spiritual places. Like temples all over the world are built on hilltops and elevated locations. Just going to an elevated place taps you into the air element physically. You know, the air gets thinner and yeah. the oxygen is different and higher elevations. And spiritually, you can use these places to astral project. So if you haven't learned to astral project, you can use your mind during meditation. It's like, because the mind is air energy. My mind's that makes crazy. <laughs> I got a tornado in my brain. <clears throat> yeah. So if you can learn how to astral project, you mm-hmm. can astral project to these places if you can't get there in your physical body. I keep thinking of Chicago to Windy City. Mm-hmm. Connect to the air. <laughs> Go to Chicago. It's windy. Right. And then places that are usually more windy, like beaches, lakes, waterfalls are also good places to go. They represent movement, change, and action. So Mm -hmm. going to the top of a waterfall and meditating there and tapping into the air energy is really sacred and it's really powerful. Schools and colleges, and people wouldn't really connect that. Library schools, colleges, they're places of higher learning. So they represent mental aspects of air, learning, intelligence, communication, logic, creativity, spirituality, depending on the building. Wow. So if you can go to places like that and just I never thought about connect that with either. the energy of that um, courtrooms. Really? Yeah. Fuck that. <laughs> and no, I know people kidding. wouldn't think that, <clears throat> you know, but there's communication and judgment there. Mm-hmm. Right. And justice. Oh, Libra scales. Mm-hmm. Okay. Libra's the scales. Time. Exactly. And if you go to a courtroom, you see the goddess of justice. She's sitting there and she's wearing a blindfold and holding a sword and scales mm-hmm. in most courthouses. So that's. It's connecting to their air element. Yeah. Concert halls and music venues in these places embody creative aspects of air. Oh, yeah. You know, and especially if they're set up with the acoustics that are just like, I've had experiences where I've been the Memorial Coliseum Mm -hmm. in Portland and that place, the acoustics is through the roof. And I hadn't, I astral projected. Really? At a concert there. I was going to say. I I literally came out of my body because of the music just like. moved me out of my body so the energy in a place like that because music is connected to Mm -hmm. it and the energy of that i was gonna say i saw circus delay and cried i was like (laughs) i've never actually projected on my body because of a sound right and then oh airports because it's travel and movement oh yeah so just sitting in an airport can bring you closer to the air element vibration it's a perfect place if you can even get into an airplane Mm -hmm. take the window seat you know oh i always do 
it's a perfect place to practice air magic is while you're in the air. Yeah, that makes sense. Uh-huh. And then spiritual centers, churches, temples, things like that, especially if they have a bell tower on top or if they use flowers, incense, bells, music, singing, you is know, things like that. Is that churches have bells at the top, a bell tower? I don't know the exact reason why they have them, but it's connected with air energy. Because I always wondered why they have bell tower at churches. That's funny. Because <laughs> it connects the air energy. Yeah, they're using their little <laughs> right. s- their smoke things and everything. Yep. They're doing witchcraft. <laughs> yes, they are. <laughs> they Come might not on. know that they are, but that's yeah. what. And witchcraft is just connecting to earth. Yeah. And the elements. Yeah. They just call it witchcraft or paganism or whatever. But it's all connected. Yeah. And people have been connecting to these elements. Since the beginning of time. Mm -hmm. Exactly. And then when you're casting spells, if you're into that kind of thing, the air energy is the first to come into the room because Mm -hmm. you're bringing in that air energy of protection. And then it's the last energy that you ask to leave because it's very protective energy. And if you're working with elemental guardians that's what you call on when you're doing when Mm -hmm. you're casting your spells or casting your circle or doing any kind of ritual or magic Mm -hmm. so they aren't necessarily thought of as gods but they're very close to gods and there's several names for them the rulers of the royal classes so there's guardians watchers keepers of the watchtower and they also sometimes are thought of as angels or diamonds and enlightened spirits of the dead who choose not to reincarnate and instead choose to work with humans and their desires and help with their ascension. So it's like in the craft when they invoke the elements and they're like, hail to the guardians of the watchtowers of the North. Feel me. (laughs) Yes, exactly. They're invoking the spirit. So that was like a real thing. Of the elements. That's a real thing. I always (laughs) thought it was just like them making stuff up. (laughs) No. And that's why whenever you're casting spells or doing rituals or anything like that, call on the element of air first. Mm -hmm. Because the air spirits embody new beginnings and they activate the space in your circle or in your space. Right. They facilitate a connection with other spirits. So including the other elemental spirits as well. Mm. So you invoke the air and you invoke the other three. Right. So yeah. And then fire. And, and they also protect you from harm. So you bring them in first. Yeah. To protect you. And then you call in the other elements. And then they're the last ones that leave. It's funny because I'm air sign and I'm super protective. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I will stand up for people less able to than I would stand up for myself. And have you heard of diamonds? I've heard. I mentioned that too because like yeah. the, the keepers of the watchtower and yeah. the diamonds. I've heard of like them, that. but I don't know much so, about them. So they're all over the place. So they're in religion and they're in psychology and they're in mythology and literature and it's Mm -hmm. just it dates back to ancient times where people they have different variations of how they say the word Mm -hmm. but it's not demon it's daimon Mm. okay and different people have different concepts of it yeah and psychology charles young who we're going to be talking about in our last season when we talk about shadow work yes he said it was the unrest that exists in all of us which forces us into the unknown, leading to true self-destruction or self-discovery, the journey and the transition from innocence to experience. So he's looking at it more from that aspect. Mm -hmm. And then in Greek mythology, they say that it's a spirit that watches over a person or a place. Mm -hmm. And then in Tibetan Buddhism, they say a guardian or a deity that the lama or the monk has a secret relationship with. Like a special relationship? Well, like a, a sacred relationship. Okay. You know, but it's I, my just mind between was the those, gutter. <laughs> it's just between those two. 
I was know? like, okay. And so like if you're a monk or you're Dalai Lama mm-hmm. or you're a Lama of some sort, um, that you have a secret relationship with your daimon. Okay. And it's, it's specifically for them. Okay. And mm-hmm. then you do they not talk? Well, they're monks. <clears throat> Never mind. They don't talk to anybody. <laughs> Never mind. <laughs> That's why it's just between the two of them. They're not allowed to talk anyway. Right. <laughs> and then in Latin, daimon is um, called just spirit. It's a lesser god or guiding spirit. So a spirit guide. Okay. Right. And then it's believed in many ancient cultures that the relationship with the soul is the most important relationship that you can have. Mm hmm. And living in sync with your inner spirit to be truly happy. Mm. Right. So, and some people think that it's their higher self, mm-hmm. that their diamond is an aspect of themselves in a higher realm. That makes sense. Or a guardian or an angel or, yeah. you know, whatever you want to place the name for it. And it's crazy because you've heard. Um, Shine bright like a diamond. Oh, yeah. Rihanna. Yep. And diamond. <laughs> and when you really listen to that song, it doesn't sound like she's saying diamond. Right. It sounds like you're saying diamond. Yeah. <laughs> Just the way she's saying it, it yep. kind of sounds weird, right? Yeah. And if you really listen to the words of it, I honestly think that she's not talking about a diamond. She's not talking about a star in the sky. She's actually talking about an experience that she had with her diamond. Right. So. And during know, the Super Bowl, the she was literally holding up the Illuminati pyramid sign with her hands. Mm-hmm. And she they, knows what's up. Yeah, they cut away from her. <laughs> Oh, they did? Yeah, they cut away from her. So it wasn't on during the Super Bowl, but Mm. there was people who took the picture of it from their phones, and there's videos of it everywhere. And they wouldn't put it on there. They they cut away from her when she put it up. Mm. So yeah, Yeah. you guys listen to that song. The next time you hear it, listen for Diamond. Yeah. Or Diamond. And it's spelled D-A-I-M-O-N. If anybody wanted to research it or look it up yourself or whatever. I think I pronounced it Damon Mm -hmm. by... By mistake. <laughs> but I mean, even in the first line, it's like at first sight, I felt the energy of sun rays. Mm-hmm. Right. And then that sun is connected to God. Yeah. Right. Palms raised to the universe. Mm-hmm. In the Bible, they would use palms when the kings and conquerors were coming home and it was to welcome them. They'd wave palms in the air, as symbols of victory. Mm. You know, if you break down what she's saying, yeah. In more of a spiritual I, way or like metaphoric yeah. way. And you break it down. And she was like, as we moonshine in Molly. So what is moonshine? So it's distilling spirits mm-hmm. is alchemy, right? Mm-hmm. Distill means to purify or extract the most important parts. And then Molly could just be another term for intercourse. Yeah. Like having sex, mm-hmm. like feeling that euphoric feeling. Mm-hmm. And even eye to eye. If you think of it as your higher self mm-hmm. or something that's directly connected to you and it's your own. Yeah. That's their eye to your eye as one. Right. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. So I don't know. I could go through the whole song, but I really don't think that she's talking about Twinkle yeah. Twinkle Little Star. Like, well, it's I've talked deeper about like that. different artists that I think that are like woke or witches or whatever you want to mm-hmm. call them. Like Katy Perry and her song about Dark Horse. I'm like, ooh, she a witch. <laughs> I haven't heard that one. <laughs> the Dark Horse. Um, I can't remember how it goes. We have to listen to it. Mm-hmm. When she she performed it once, because I don't. I'm uh, Katy Perry is awesome, I guess, but like not my thing. But that song, I was like, that's actually a pretty good song. And then she performed it, and I was like, look at her rocking out with that dark feminine energy. Mm-hmm. You know, right? I I felt it then. I so. haven't seen it, but <laughs> make a list of like <laughs> right. different actors and actresses and musicians that are woke. <laughs> right. All right. Well, that's all I have. Okay. 
so on air energy. We're going to wrap up part one and then we'll be back for part two where we're going to talk about water element and fire. So stay tuned. Excited. And keep your minds open. Namaste.